0: No traveler has ever escaped a sense of strangeness in those deep ravines. and artists shiver as they paint thick woods whose mystery is as much of the spirit as of the eye. Sort of like how we shiver upon seeing what some directors have done to the works of H.P. Lovecraft. Allow the cast of Cthulhu to be your guide to the world of cinematic Lovecraft adaptations from the superb to the truly cosmically horrific. I'm Jim Roner, and I'm James McCormick, and today we'll be reviewing 2019's *The Color of Space*, written by Scarlett Amaris and director Richard Stanley. And this is a, a first for the both of us. We are recording live, but this yeah. won't be going live. But right um, in in the uh, the lobby of the Alamo Draft House in downtown Brooklyn, we literally just got out of the yeah, screening, which is crazy. Um, and in theory, this should be the last time we'll ever be talking about the color space. This is now. The ninth episode, three of them have been about the color space. We've devoted thirty-three percent of our time to uh, color space adaptation.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just funny that like this one's been. I guess now we could say, at least I'll say it right away, done well two out of three times, (laughs) which is telling, you know,
0: at least to me. (laughs) We will um, also be apologizing for this isn't the best quality audio, but you know we are recording it live in a situation we're right across from the house of wax um it's a saturday night so there's bound to be plenty of background noise and hopefully no one that comes to kind of sit down is going to go see this movie and just hears us because there's going to be heavy spoilers for this movie so
1: luckily we we saw i think what was only one screening today
0: there there i think there's another one at like I mean oh, like, 30 or 10 tonight. Oh, but there's oh, wow. there was two there's oh, two tonight. Yeah, okay. but they're doing I think only like one per day which for is the so most part. It's so crazy to me. Like, like cuz that was our problem like like mm-hmm. right like we couldn't find a
1: screening except for here. <laughs> yeah. It's like which is weird cuz I see people seeing it in other places. I'm like why is New York City only like the draft test and it's only like four or five screenings during this weekend.
0: I don't I don't get it. Yeah. I, I thought for sure that there'd be and like, you mentioned, like, oh, I thought IFC Center, but I thought right. for sure, like, even even if you go to, like, the Times Square AMC and they have that yes. one theater that fits, like, 12 people. Always
1: one, at least, like, <laughs> one screening. Like, my brother used to go to see, actually, funny enough, Nicolas Cage movies, like, whenever he had a, <laughs> a it was going to be a basically a direct-to-video movie, but they go, oh, well, we need to do that deal where... Oh, well, look, it was a feature film. Look, it, it was in theaters. Right. No, it was in a theater. <laughs> and usually it's always in one theater, like the 42nd Street one, and usually one in L.A. Yeah. And that's usually, like, how they get their contract. Like, oh, look, see, we, we put it out, see?
0: Well, and I, I mean, I figured if you're able to see Dylan Dog, uh, Dead yes. of then oh, wow. at the AMC you should be able to see... Dylan Dog. Cool. But, I, I mean... Maybe it's it's good that this is not accessible to a wider audience. Oh, okay, but before we kind of get yeah. into the. So I want. This is for you, yeah. James, because yeah. I. I haven't seen anything from Richard Stanley. This is actually right. the first Richard Stanley film I've seen, but you'd seen Dust Devil. You'd seen. Hardware. So
1: yeah. Hardware, yeah. So hardwire. before we.
0: Uh, hardware, yeah. <coughs> no, I keep calling it Hardwire. Which is. Well. <laughs> that,
1: that has to be another movie.
0: I'm hardwire. sure. But before we even talk about yeah. this, because I didn't know what to expect. Hmm. I didn't expect what I saw. No, I'm... I'm so, so what, like, I, I mean, not to say, to, to give, like, a mini-class on who Richard Stanley is, but, like, what kind of stuff, based on what you've seen in his past, if you're like, oh, okay, this is totally a Richard Stanley thing that I'm seeing right now.
1: I mean, like, that's the thing, To me, every film of his, or at least, you know, the two before, and, like, any little shorts or, like, little things he's done since, he's... He's... You really can't, you know, put him in, like, like, like a, you know, a niche. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, Dust Devil's very influenced by, like, you know, westerns and, you know, and then Hardware is very influenced by 2000 AD comics, you know, like, from England. Completely, two completely different, (laughs) you know, venues. So, like, when I heard, like, finally after friggin' 30 years almost, that he's coming back with a new (laughs) film Mm -hmm. after being unceremoniously uh, kicked off the, um, the uh, set of uh, you know the Island of Dr. Moreau, yeah. famous for having two of the biggest egos of all time <laughs> with Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer, who thought he
0: was basically the successor to Brando, right?
1: Um, and you've seen the um, the documentary, yeah, 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 like, which that goes into creating, like how Richard Stanley actually pretended to be one of the the, the, <laughs> the people extras the extra, yeah, stuck uh, back on set. I love that, but <laughs> because that was like one like that story, and that's the thing he's. He's very passionate about what he loves, Mm -hmm. you know, so if it's a a story or a comic or anything, he's very passionate. So that's why when I heard he was going to be tackling a Lovecraft adaptation, I was like, okay, I'm in, I don't need to know anything else. And then, of course, Nick Cage name comes up and you go, okay, well, at least that's giving it the... And like I like, if everyone knows, they know I love Nick Cage. They know you're not as big of a fan, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. But I knew that was the clout to get him like a little more of a budget, mm-hmm. you know, a little more of to get it made. Yeah, actually, well, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and and then with Elijah Woods' company, Specter Vision, also helping to produce and um, XYZ Films, mm-hmm. you know, Todd Brown, all these people like coming together. It was like, wow, this is coming to fruition. This is like actually really exciting. So. Going in I knew it would be some crazy visuals, some weird special effects. Mm-hmm. If he could do like if he could have people do practical, I knew he would. And there are practical stuff mixed with you know, some not the best computer graph, but it's okay. I, I don't hold that against a movie that's not the biggest budget. Mm-hmm. Um I'd rather them swing for the fences and maybe not hit it out of the park mm-hmm. than just try to be you know, pedestrian, and like, maybe look alright, this one goes as, you know, some, so to the point where you go, how do you, how do you depict, like, when you keep saying this, how do you depict a color that people can't describe, sure. how do you depict mm, these creatures that, or like, things that are becoming mutated from this stuff that you've never seen before. And you have to go with, imagine, you know, you're as far as an imagination can go, and I think, for the most part, it, like it does go as far as it can, at least. And then you know, we'll, like we said, we're gonna go into spoilers. But I kind of like this one ends in a in a way where I can see them. This is the beginning of his supposed trilogy he wants to make of Lovecraft adaptations. Yeah. But I think he's gonna be tying it in, basically a Lovecraft universe.
0: Right. Which it, is kind of cool. And, and I guess I I asked because like, I, and once again, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I guess what I expected yes. was something that was going to be a bit more psychological with yeah. right. with, with some yeah. practical crazy shit thrown in. I mean, I mean, I hadn't read too much of like, reviews or that kind of stuff kind of coming in. I read yeah. uh, David Bax's review right. of Battleship Retention, yeah. and he talked about body horror, so I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I, I kind of got yeah. my, my expectations set, but then there's some... And this was I don't want to get into my, my complaints just <laughs> yet but there's definitely some goofiness some like weird tonality stuff in it there is and and like in terms of the visuals it's very I don't want to say over the top but like it's he overloads you with visual senses because he, one thing that I think that he that he did really well was this idea of this color and this farm all the kind of stuff that's happening it's not just visual. It's a complete sensory attack. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's what you see, it's what they hear, it's what they taste, what they smell. And even they, right. they talk about how like they experience time weird. Like right. the, there's one sequence where the daughter's kind of over the sink and the clock shows like it's eleven thirty right. or something. I like that. And then there's just like this flash and the next thing you know it's five o'clock.
1: Right. Or when the sun is out and he's like one minute it's the morning, the next minute it's night, and he's like, he couldn't find his way home. Mm-hmm. And he knows where he lives, yeah. but it's just your your sensory overload, like, where am I now? Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that.
0: And I, I don't want to call the, the film psychedelic, because that seems too dismissive, but there's definitely some sense, like, and I, I vaguely remember this from the, the documentary you were talking about, The Island of Lost Souls. Yeah. Like, Richard Stanley is kind of a guy who is a bit more in tune with, like, not not even witchcraft, but like spirituality, that idea of sort of like a, almost kind of like a transcendent sort of thing. Yeah. And, and you get that a bit in this movie.
1: Yeah. Dust Devils more like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and we saw the trailer for yeah, Dust yeah. Devil before because, like, what I love about the draft is still, they'll, <laughs> they'll go with films that are related in some way, or a filmmaker or something, or like they'll do all the like they show Reanimator from Beyond, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So you go, okay, they, you know. If you're not familiar with Lovecraft, okay, that's that. If you're not familiar with Stanley, they show that. So, if you know Dust Devil, um, it's a little more psychedelic, like you know, weird visuals. Hardware is a little more like in your face, like sci-fi horror. Okay. Like you know, about a robot that built, like basically, is built, but he it built itself. And keeps on trying to like it's it and he kind of like falls in love with a woman but also wants to kill her because well, yeah, it gets weird, but <laughs> it's almost lifted from a 2000 AD comic, which you know Ooh. Stanley's kind of said, but it's again, it's stuff that he loves, you know, weird like body horror, like and, and that's something that's always been in his stuff, and it makes okay. sense that he would have done I don't know. You know, Doc Monroe, you know, mm-hmm. that's body horror. Like, that's original body horror. When you look, if you look at it, it's like a guy that's experimenting on man or animals and yeah, yeah. fusing them together. <laughs> it makes sense then. Oh, Lovecraft. Okay. There we go. Like, so to me, it's a perfect marriage. And I kind of like love that this is brought him back into the into the world of filmmaking, mm. like, of at least filmmaking of, oh, let's make on feature films year. again, like and it's, and it's sad that, like,
0: because
1: you know, considering he's been gone for so long it's not a bad way to come back, you know, like and, you know but like like you said, there, like, and that's another thing he does like, sometimes, like, especially in hardware, there is some weird comedy bits, like, or at least comedic tone that you go, okay and, and, and it doesn't always work for me, like, I'm not gonna say, oh, it's perfect no, it's not it's kinda of weird. You know? go right. it kinda of almost throws you off. But I think in his mind he does it to kind of alleviate you for a sec, to kind of, like when you've seen something horrific, then all of a sudden it's something funny. So you kinda of laugh it off and then all of a sudden he like pounds you <clears throat> with something also awful and you go, Okay, okay, now now you know, so it's almost like a roller coaster. Yeah. I think he's in that world of horror, thriller, filmmaking where he wants you to feel this ride. And it's a weird ride.
0: It's oh my god, yeah. (laughs) And I guess it's because the 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 first I don't know, even just the first the opening few minutes of the of the film when like the very first shot you get is like the camera down on the ground looking up at the trees that are swaying, and you do just kind of get the sense of like. Nature is going to be a force in this as it is in, in the story, obviously. And even the opening narration is the opening from the short story, right. the closing narration is from the closing of the story, which is cool. Yeah, and and so there, there is a, a he tells a very faithful story when it comes to the adaptation, right? Um, and, and I was thinking back as we were watching the movie, was sort of like we had we have these three approaches now, we had Juan Vu's um, 2010 one, which mm-hmm. very much takes the framework of I'm hearing about this story from as like an outsider and and so it it does like we don't spend a whole lot of time with the family we just kind of see what the family has been going through from a third party perspective then the curse is very much we're inside the family but there's an antagonistic kind of a good guy and like bad people and that kind of stuff and and there's like clear-cut protagonists and antagonists and then this one kind of melts them both it's sort of a blending of the two where like we, our, our POV is with the family we're inside yeah. with the family but it, instead it's not so much a there's no the, hero yeah there doesn't seem to be Ward any, is
1: the closest thing to a hero but he's not real like you know what I mean he's just there he's
0: just a guy that is, he's almost a narrator Yeah. he's
1: almost like he's the one that's
0: narrating the beginning and the end yeah But and, and it's almost kind of like we, we are in our POV is with the family but so that we can see them disintegrating basically right um, and there's no really, there's no real arc, I'd say, no. between any of the characters. It's just kind of a, and which is fine, Yeah. But it's, it's more just kind of like, oh, we see this nice little kind of loving family, they have their quarrels, the-, the Yeah, the daughters, uh, like, you know, like,
1: how old do you just think she is? Like, 15, 16, maybe? I was gonna say 17, yeah.
0: Maybe know, 17, like,
1: yeah. And the son's probably 20, like 19, 20 years old. I, could, I
0: couldn't tell which of them was the older one. I think
1: he's older, because I think he's supposed to be the more, like, responsible one, even though that's why he's a stoner. Right, so I think that's why Nick Cage is always very hard on him. Like, come on.
0: And they were know. they were both school age because they said like you know sure, you sure. should be he, he should be studying just like you should be. So they're sure. clearly in school, but also he seems to be studying like physics or like the, or yeah. the, uh, like quantum not quantum physics but, but like but yeah black like, holes it's, it's and black stuff. Black holes and stuff. Yeah, I was like, oh okay, <laughs>
1: it's fine. Weird. And then, but but I, I like that initial scene of when the color comes out of space, mm-hmm. and it's weird because like the little the quick scene of him the you know the son is drooling like while yeah. he's in there and like but it's real brief real brief and then you know the, the youngest son jack is like freaking out because mm-hmm. like he's like he's the one that's like seeing it f- straight up mm-hmm. and the dog is like freaking out and that's how you know like the, and like we always say and like i always say in every horror movie animals know they're the first to know though <laughs> shit's about to go down that dog knows mm-hmm. And then, you know, she's, like, sleeping. And then, sadly, Nick Cage can't, you know, steal the
0: deal with his wife who's suffering from breast cancer. Was oh, that what it was? Because she mentioned the surgery, and they had this allusion to it, but I wasn't quite sure what the... I'm, I'm guessing it was breast cancer
1: only because he, because he said, well, luckily I'm a leg man.
0: I think uh, that was him, like, okay.
1: flirting with her, like, because like, she doesn't have breast in it. You know what I mean? So okay. I, was, like, I thought that was yeah. a little cute. And I thought, like, their relationship was good, and then, like, then we see, like, everything falling apart. But, like, you could tell, like, it's a loving family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even though, like you said, they have their quarrels, but they're, they're a loving family. No. Like, yeah, there's the, no weird shit. There's yeah. not... She's, there's, she's the Wiccan, but, like, okay, she's young, you know, she's... And,
0: and then that, that was an element, too, that, that was added to this, yeah. this idea of, like, yeah. actual witchcraft, which something that Lovecraft kind of get, got into a little bit later. I mean, Dreams of the Witch House, for instance. Right, right. Um, exactly.
1: very much so, yeah.
0: Um, and, and which was... I thought it was interesting in the sense of, once again, it kind of reminded me of the curse and this idea of right. like, was there something that we did which caused this thing to happen? Because at the beginning, she's trying to cast the spell because she wants. You're right, you know, because in the opening, she's talking about how she wants the cancer to go away. Away yeah, like, from her mom. Yeah, because yeah. The, the, uh, Lavinia, who is the daughter, yeah. is trying to cast a spell to kind of get the mom's cancer to kind of go away. Right. And even Ward jokes about it uh, a little oh, bit yeah, later yeah, when like, he's like, Oh, this is what happens. Yeah, this is what happens when you're playing with like, my Yeah. Um, that's yeah. a good point, yeah, yeah. 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 so. But I, I, I forgot what I was going to say um, after this, but um, it, it, it is fun because there's uh, there's at one point you see on her bed oh, I remember what I was going to say now but I'll finish this point. You see on her bed a book The Necronomicon, yes. which of course works on two levels because one, obviously uh, which is mentioned in basically for short story that, he's, that yes. Lovecraft has written but also that book that she has is a real book The Necronomicon. Right. It has nothing to do with Lovecraft. It was published, I think, in the 80s and it's, it's supposed to be about incantations and summoning demons and that sort of thing. So it, it was interesting, because I'm yeah. sure Stanley's probably read oh. that book. Oh, Stanley's definitely read that <laughs> book. I think, if you look, I mean, like,
1: to me, the film will, will be worth watching again a few times, because on her bed, there's a few different books. Mm-hmm. Like, Joseph Conrad's there. Okay. Which, you know, makes sense, you know. like the, And then, he, uh, the Lord's reading The Willows. In the, oh, yeah, you know, okay. So, like, there's certain, like, you know, like that's what he does he's he's he he doesn't shy away from his you know influences or Mm -hmm. what he might have been reading or putting into this you know and i kind of like the addition you know and again like you said with with the curse we have another water you know like hydrologist (laughs) basically it's very weird like that that was also almost take i mean well,
0: yeah and, and I mean you mentioned Stanley like, like wears his influences on his yeah. I do wonder if he's seen the curse if he's familiar with the works that have come before him so that he can
1: oh he, yeah he mean, he probably watched Wan Vu's
0: uh, uh, I'm sure because yeah. being a fan he probably was like well, let me check this out mm-hmm.
1: and there's certain things like little elements like like in, in, in this one like with the plants very slowly like you look and you see like the little glimmers mm-hmm. and and just I mean but I don't know like Nick Cage, you know, like I always say, like, I love the guy, but sometimes, like, I mean, there's the scene, like, because I was waiting for the whole scene with the fruits or the vegetables and, like, the taste, the tasting of them. And, Mm -hmm. like, every version of this has that. And this one actually waited a long time to do that, at least to me. It was almost, like, the last 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. Then, all of a sudden, he's picking, and he's, like, picking the tomatoes, which, I mean... In every adaptation I've seen or at least like whatever, like the tomatoes always look good. Like to me the tomatoes right away look they didn't look good. Like at least to me, they look really big and like weird looking. And then of course when he he's just biting one and he's like spitting, spitting out, it out like it's not even like it's not even like <laughs> waiting. Like like every other version it's been like, oh, what's that? Mm-hmm. Like what's
0: that flavor? This one's like, uh, uh. <laughs> I want to I want to table the Nick Cage discussion for a little bit. Okay. But we'll get we will, to we it. We'll, we'll
1: get to him. We'll but you him.
0: mentioned this movie is kind of a roller coaster, and there's, so there's highs and lows. Yes. I want to start with the highs. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure we're going to disagree on the lows. I'm sure of him. Oh, I, I already know what, what you're... <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll okay. get to it. We'll get to it. But so, because you mentioned the, the scene when, like, the meteor, the color, actually comes. Yeah. And it's great because you kind of get the sense of, with the exception of the kid, uh... Jake or Jack? Jack. 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 It was Jack. Um, who is also, he was a, a kid from The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Okay. And I've loved him in that. He's good. He's, he's, a, no, good, he's, he's a really good he's, actor. real good. And in The Haunting of Hill House, he's so cute. Uh, his, his little glasses. Anyway, but um, when the meteor is coming, J- like Jack seems to be the only one that's really affected by it. And everyone else yeah. is sort of like, not ignoring it, but you kind of get the sense that it is, it's it's making them, or not making them, but it's highlighting kind of like the the extremes of who they are. Right. Almost foreshadowing what's going to happen to them when they to all... each one, he, yes. he, Like immediately start going insane. I mean, Nick Cage can't stop like having sex with his wife. He's not paying attention to the media because he's having sex with right. his wife. Right, And eventually when he goes insane, it's very much like, you know, he starts... He, he, he keeps railing on about like being together in the family. And right. he's the one that's like points at the empty couch and says, oh, they're all right you know, here. They're here, and, yeah. It's and like then, his heightened emotionality. Um, yeah. Yeah, the... Uh, but it w- and so it was kind of interesting because it, it did seem like Stanley's trying to get us to feel right away. Oh, like, yeah. Kind of get us into that. Definitely. Like,
1: you, you feel for the family. Like, at least to, to me, I felt bad for these people. Like, I, I didn't dislike these characters. I didn't no. go, ugh... Like I, like in the curse, I wanted them all. All to die. of them dead, like, please. Like, e- sadly, even with Whedon, because I just, <laughs> just just because I felt so bad that he was going through all this shit, just die already. But like but like in the Vu one, that uh, those people I felt bad for, I feel bad, you know. But this one at least there's no twist, as, yeah. as like the Vu one kind of seemed there was mm-hmm. like which like again, they all take elements and they all kind of yeah. tweak and you know.
0: And and, and like you said, they uh, there was. Um... This one does a really good job too of making you feel like uh, the family is alone in the sense of at least yes. what is happening is limited to their farm and and nobody cares. Nobody cares. The mayor doesn't care. No. The news cast him as like kind of a drunk who saw a UFO. Yeah, making fun of him. And I do like that, like in that scene, he makes fun of like his
1: hair. <laughs> like, uh, no one told me to comb my hair. Give me a comb, I comb yeah. And I love that because his hair is always crazy in every movie. So of course that one scene, that's the craziest hair looks in the whole movie. That one news scene, yeah, which is actually funny. <laughs> it's almost poking fun at himself. Yeah, probably
0: Stanley asked him, "Hey, do you want to do?" It? Hey, yeah,
1: sure, okay. I'll make fun of myself. Yeah. I don't give a shit. You so,
0: know? so the the degradation that the the, yeah. the deterioration is limited just to this family's farm. I know, yeah. And, and no one's seen And I mean, they said they're an hour away from a hospital. Like the right. phone service doesn't work. The internet works is is it's terrible. Funny, yes. Yeah. Teresa, the wife, is sort of like her job is basically to give uh, stock advice to clients. Right. Yeah. And the the dish keeps failing. Yeah. So. She keeps asking him to fix it, but he's like, "But I fixed it." You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what more can do. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so you do get the sense of this family is isolated, and, and even to a certain extent, like, what the hell are they doing there? Because they have alpacas, what are they for? It's not really clear. Like, no,
1: it's like, it's very, it's 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 almost funny, like, cause like it's almost poking fun. Like, he's not a farmer initially. <laughs> like, like yeah, his yeah, dad yeah. was. Mm-hmm. It's his, fa- it's his dad's farm. You, you get that little like, he, like not that he hated his dad, but. He had like not a great relationship with his dad yeah his, he, it looked like he wanted to be an artist but he couldn't make it yeah you know and the whole thing with the alpacas was oh it's the animal of the future but everyone's looking at him like like why'd you why'd you waste money on that yeah but, like i milked them but like, even ward's like milking alpacas <laughs> what, milking what like <laughs> and it's funny but like he he's milking them and like and like
0: they could have Eat them, and even then he was like, um, "Yeah, nobody eats on packages they make sweaters out they of sweater, them." Yeah. And, and even one thing I, I I think that Juan Vu's film does better is yeah. this one didn't have so much the the dread on an existential level. Like it did feel like it was limited to this family. Yes. Um, but at the, but what what they did do kind of well was this idea of not even an existential dread, but just like a kind of this question of what are we doing and why are we doing it like Nick right. Cage kind of doesn't know like why did he move his family here what is he doing and there's just this sense of kind of being lost right they were in the big city mm-hmm. and that, this is this is like any jokes with her like
1: Therese oh we've made it <laughs> yeah. and then she kind of like almost almost like looks away like I, yeah I guess so like, like but she's happy to be with him yeah and ultimately that's their life you know yeah. they chose it together but it's almost like you're almost forced into it
0: yeah and, and, you know? and I think one thing that's that's hindering it kind of feeling more kind of dreadful on, on existential levels. We just don't know about the, the the town or the people outside of it. So, like, we only kind of know about the family on the farm.
1: Right. I mean, and at, but at the same time, I
0: kind of like
1: that, because it's like we've said, even with the Wan Vu one, how you know, this color comes down, mm-hmm. and just there's no reason, f- like, it's not picking out this family, it just happens to fall in their farm. Yeah, it's just right there. And ultimately... They're tormented, and ultimately there's no more family. That's it, yeah. mm-hmm. And then they're gone. Like that's that's it. There's no more family. And it's you know it goes back into space if you want to say that's what it does. And that's it. Yeah. Or is it still in the water? We don't know. Like there's all these things that could be going to you know depending on where they want to go with the story. But ultimately it's like that makes it actually more tragic where you go oh this poor family like like what if he chose a different? No, I didn't. I'm not going to go to my dad's farm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to transform his farm to something different. Right. They would still be alive.
0: Well, And, I guess, and I guess maybe that's where the root of my, not even complaint, mm-hmm. but where the, the criticism sort of comes from is, yeah. if you learn more about this uh, this outsider who kind of comes in and hears the story and hears right. about this this family that was kind of on the edge of town, you do kind of get this sense of, that kind of, to me, accents is the, accents, that's not a word, enhances or accents the... Yeah. Accentuates, almost, yeah, yeah, almost sort of like the nihilism in the sense of like, well, what did this family do to deserve this? Right. And by spending so much time and there's so much sensory overload here, you kind of get the sense of like, this is the most important thing like ever that we're experiencing now. Right, right. Which, and that's not even a good or bad thing, it's just I, I didn't connect with that mu- yeah. as much as I would have with Juan Vu's.
1: Right, no, I know exactly. The Juan Vu one, I still say that. It's
0: that still sticks. the best one, I think.
1: I think, I think that one, sti- this one's the most accessible one. Yeah, of course. Like, out of, to, I mean, I mean, the, the curse is another story, <laughs> but I think this one will get more people. Like, ultimately, I think while this one might not work on every level of an adaptation, I think this one will get more people into Lovecraft.
0: I think so. Which yeah. is
1: actually an interesting thing, because yeah. like, because now all of a sudden there's all the, like more and more talk of like Lovecraft adaptations. Is, like, like I said, Stanley's supposedly going to do... I'm not sure what other two stories he wants to do. He, he recently... Oh, did he actually said up? Uh,
0: the next one is going to be the Dunwich Horror. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, oh, So well, which which I thought okay. was kind of funny because there's many Lovecraft Easter eggs in this movie, which is great. Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, so many. And one of them is talking about this environmental disaster that, like, you know, in Dunwich and in Arkham, like, it, it's kind of happening. Yeah. You get the sense it's happening all over the place. I do like
1: the little nods, like, you know, Ward, Miskatonic, Miskatonic University. Miskatonic universe, yeah, it's his shitty like, shirt. I love that. Like, stuff like that, like, it just shows, like, the love. Mm. Of, like that's why no matter what, like Gordon, like you can tell Gordon loves that world too because he always throws that in there, like this yeah. katana, the katana, you know, every little thing he can. Because ultimately, he's like for the fans out there. That's you know, I know you're watching too. Like yeah. I know not everyone watching this is a Lovecraft fan. Mm-hmm. That's and then remember when when Gordon was doing it, Lovecraft wasn't as oh yeah as like pop which is weird to say popular again like, <laughs> yeah but it is it's like kind of it's kind of strange but but then again we like we talk about on this podcast about the whole you know the racism misogyny the everything else about it even Stanley's talked about that in, in a recent interview where yeah, yeah. he wishes he could actually have lunch or dinner with the guy to kind of ask him about mm-hmm. where is he coming from with that like he kind of, he's like of course we hear this about this guy but I'd want to ask him mm-hmm like about like if you are why like why are you why are you this way like can you you know like and like his whole thing is can you make a film from a person that was an awful person yeah you know adaptation and i I, kind of think he does the best explanation like yeah you can it just you gotta be conscious of that Mm -hmm. and not and like you know like like ward is a black man Yep, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's actually the most sensible. The only one
0: that survives the yeah, whole film, also yeah, yeah. the one that survives.
1: <laughs> you know, and the one that actually is to tell the tale.
0: Ultimately, mm-hmm. through it all, so I kind of like that too. And there's also a, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that there is a, a black cat in the film. It does not have an incredibly offensive race of nickname. No, it has
1: another not offensive name, but it has a funny offensive. Yeah, name. Yeah, it well. is.
0: It's a it's a quote unquote a pussy named G Spot. So.
1: But, then again, it's Tommy Chong who named
0: him. <laughs> and it makes all the sense
1: then. Yeah, yeah, Actually, that's another weird random character, but I kind of...
0: Yeah, something in the film added, this this yeah. squatter named Ezra, who... Yeah, like... I, I Looks can... off the grid. Yeah, I, I could do without him, but, no, it, oh, no, but it's... it's also not bad that he's in there as e- either. It's weird. It's like, I could do without
1: him, but like also, I didn't mind him in it. Yeah. But what's weird about his character is, like, what's cool about is the one scene later on when he's dead he's yeah he's already been the basically the color is taken, you know, taken, taken but I love like the recording and like I think ultimately that's what it's for yeah that weird recording that they find <laughs> yeah. and it's all distorted and mm-hmm. you know because it's on Memorex so <laughs> <laughs> <Of course. laughs> they'll believe it if it's on Memorex <laughs> and I love that like oh yeah right but I mean
0: Tommy Chong I think is actually a better actor than people get no. and he's good in this and you and know? And, and, yeah he doesn't he doesn't choose the scenery you I know, he's,
1: really, no. he, he's, he's funny but like you know like it's not... It's not too much.
0: No, and, like, it is... The, his scenes are effective, especially at the end, they're kind of quite mm. horrific, which that's another thing Stanley does well is the horror he injects into this yes, film. Yes, yes, yeah. But he also, um... But it's also like if you removed Ezra from the film... It wouldn't it, matter. It, you know? That'd fine.
1: be, like, five minutes out
0: yeah, of Yeah, basically. You know, oh. Like, ultimately,
1: really, you could have you could even, like... If they wanted to be really stringent with the time, you could have even mentioned, like, oh, there's a squatter that lives nearby oh wait we gotta check on him like mm-hmm. and randomly go there and then you find the recording yeah like you know what I mean you yeah. don't need all that back of it like but ultimately it kind of makes you go okay this character's cool I wonder if he'll survive
0: yeah well and, and even I mean in, in the curse you had well, Wheaton he's kind of like dude there's something wrong with the water and like, right. stop it drink, drink, drink your drink water it. but it tastes funny but if you have the Ezra character who's sort of like guys this is like don't there's something wrong here. And it's like, well, no one's going to believe the crazy squatter.
1: No, crazy stoner squatter. Yeah. That's like listening to the freaking ground, the people (laughs) on the ground, (laughs) the aliens. Mm -hmm. But I mean, and, and even words like listening to like, what am I like? I hear some, but it's
0: probably tectonic plate
1: or whatever. Yeah, it's like no man. It's it's yeah, aliens. It's, it's, the,
0: it's the people on the it's ground. The rocks. Um, but that's a good segue <laughs> into like the, the the horror, like the actual yeah. tangible like ah, jump horror that yeah, Richard when he starts to amps up. Yeah, amps up. I mean, and there's there's some really eerie kind of scenes when Ward is in the woods by himself, and you just kind of see him like he's searching with stuff with the flashlight, and you do kind of get the sense of like uh, of how the color is kind of like not even shifting and changing but how it seems to distort what you're even seeing yeah that's that was cool Early the car on. the car turns on by itself and then it turns the, off and you and just the radio kind of like, goes on oh, okay this is kind of eerie and then the phone calls like sound like' he's, like yelling
1: yeah and, it, it, and, I, and it's done well like you go oh like okay mm. and I think like when it does that like the stuff in the woods like when just walking around and like you hear little like snaps and twigs and that was cool yeah and, like stuff like that and like it amps up, and then like, then you get some crazy stuff, like crazy monster, of, you know, monster, mm-hmm. you know, monster creatures that are like, you know, attacking. Like the cool one was like, and I, I saw you like reacted a funny, like just like when the tree, whatever, <laughs> grabs the sheriff out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, like, like, because even I, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, like, I gotta expect that. Like I was like, oh. and like, wait, where sheriff? Where'd you go? And he's just, he's being, <laughs> he's just in- getting engulfed, by, by a tree, yeah, by a tree,
0: which makes sense no, and, and we talked about the the kind of the sensory overload there's an interesting scene after the mom cuts her fingers mm. off teresa and nicholas cage go to the, the hospital and leave the kids by themselves right and little uh jack is just kind of sitting on the on the grass and he's kind of like whistling to this oh what well he, what the he says man, the man the well. is in the well and you do kind of hear this high-pitched whistling but then the daughter you also hear her stomach growling and yes. just you feel very much like uh, yeah, I like feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, like is is the whistling actually coming from the well or is it mm-hmm. in her head and it's like well, and I'll tell you one thing that I thought too. At first, I was hearing this high pitched whistle. I'm like, is that me or is that the movie? Right. And I couldn't tell at first. Right. It, the, the sound design was really good in this <laughs> film,
1: like, and seeing it in the big screen, I think was effective. Like yes. Like, I think at home it would work, but it wouldn't work as well. Yeah. Like this was like okay I feel it like and then there were points where I'm like what is that sound I'm hearing like <laughs> yeah. there was stuff I was like is that in the movie or is that from a different theater yeah and like, I'm like oh no it's the movie oh shit okay you, you got me That's-
0: and, and even visually uh, I mean it, it's a lot of the stuff take a lot of the scenes take place at day outside right and it, it, there's always just kind of this sense of like like kind of a muddy visual quality and I mean that in a good way not in the sense of was there something wrong with the projector but just like this doesn't seem like it's a happy place to be
1: no actually yeah because there's even there was was yeah I don't know like I don't know if it was something with the way they shot it when Cage is going into the barn to kill the alpaca Mm. monster (laughs) chimera beast Yeah, yeah yeah he's going in there but he's walking slowly and then you see like the background is all pink because all the flowers, mm-hmm. okay, and then when he's going in, it almost looks like something's, like, coming from outside the barn, like, through the, like, the cracks of the barn. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like something is moving, but it's not. I think it's just because of the way it was shot, yeah. which made it more creepy because I'm, like, waiting for something to come at him, and but it's all in daylight. And I think that was actually, like, I think waiting to show the weird chimera beast alpaca in the daylight was actually more Even though it looked weird, I think that actually worked better for it. Than yeah, I think so. Because usually most of the time they do it at night, because at night you can hide a lot of the flaws or whatever, but yeah. this thing is supposed to look like it has flaws.
0: And, and yeah, you know? there, there's there's some spotty CG moments. Oh like, yeah. There are some really cool practical effects. I mean, once again, getting back to the sound, once the, once the mother kind of fuses with Jack... Yeah, that comes out of and you no hear yet. and she's kind of whimpering and the son is kind of keeps like oh, yeah. crying for daddy yeah and, it, and and cage's character eventually says something what why are they making that sound and yeah. he was basically saying what i was can, can we please stop this this is like really unsettling man. yeah
1: no and, and and the sad part is like because now because because i think nick cage has become almost like this cult figure of ridiculousness <laughs> yeah people always laugh at everything he does mm-hmm. but i don't think he's trying to be funny like in Mandy, the same thing when I saw Mandy at yeah, the same thing at, at, at this draft house, people were laughing, especially this one scene when his wife has horribly been murdered and he's just grieving, and he's in his underwear and he's grieving on a toilet and he's just crying and screaming and punching, and people were laughing hysterically. I'm like, he's giving it his all. Like I mean, I understand it's Nick Cage, but he's not trying to be funny. Like like. Like, there's, there's, you know, like, in something like Face Up, yeah, he's trying to be funny. Like, he, he's going for... This one, it's like, I think, there's parts he, maybe he is trying to be a little funny, but there's other parts when he's actually trying to, you know, he's go, he's trying to showcase a guy that's gone completely off the deep end. Yeah. And he can't react like a normal person anymore. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's reacting the way a crazy person react. Like, oh, well, I'll, I'll we'll go on that trip. He's kissing his wife, even though it's, like, like <laughs> yeah. this weird liquid coming off and, and that
0: was that was one thing I was wondering too was because there were a few moments in our screening where the audience was like laughing yeah And I but I was even wondering like were those supposed to be intentionally funny moments or are you just responding in that way right
1: um, I mean that's also a thing with horror like sometimes the best release is laughter yeah because sometimes you know but sometimes I just think it's the Nick Cage effect mm-hmm. I, and I think that's like I said it's sometimes the best thing for a movie to get someone like a big star like Nick Cage in it you get it made but it's a detriment because then all of a sudden then people will almost find
0: it movie funny
1: yeah even though Stanley wasn't going for only laughs
0: well in, because shortly after this this fusion of the, yes. of, the, of the of the mom and Jack which is mostly well it's mostly kind of practical, but they shoot it in such a way where it's like you only see the practical parts. Yes. And it's incredibly effective and disgusting. Yeah, it is, yeah. And she, they eventually lug her up to the attic and Nick Cage basically says like, go downstairs, I'll take care of this. Right. And we know what the implication is. He's gonna kill her. He's yeah, gonna of kill her. Of course, and he is going to. And the daughter says like, with it, like, tears streaming down her face I like, like, the like, you, like the alpacas, because he brutally murdered them with a shotgun. And I think what we're supposed to kind of be horrified by that change is everybody just started laughing. Right. I mean, like, I, I don't think this was supposed to be fun. No, I didn't
1: laugh. I, I only laughed after the fact of everyone else laughing. Going, What the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah. Did I miss something? Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, the actress playing Lavinia is like, she's really like, she's like, like, what else are you going to say then? Like, yeah. oh, you're going to take care
0: of, care of it like the alpacas? Mm-hmm. I mean. Clearly voicing her, her, like, we shouldn't kill her. Right. Like, maybe there's something we can do. Mm-hmm. It, I, I. And, and but everyone just kind of and so I, I did kind of wonder how much of this and, and like you said whenever Nick Cage is a movie it's sort of like watch he's gonna do the yeah. funny thing he's gonna right. do the funny thing whether he's trying to do the funny thing or not right exactly so um, ultimately yeah that's like I said the detriment you know? having said that <laughs> I could have done without Nick Cage in this movie I I don't mean his character I mean him portraying it but like you said him being attached is probably. Brings money to this. Yes, no matter what. No. Um, but there's now once again we everyone kind of de- like devolves into their own form of deterioration or madness. The exception of Benny, who instead just kind of gets taken by the thing in the well. Yeah,
1: like well, I mean, yeah, because he, he thinks his dog is down there, Sam, mm-hmm. and he's gonna climb down mm-hmm. there. Which even she's like, "What are you doing?" Like, <laughs> yes. so, I mean, I
0: mean, don't get me wrong.
1: It's not just a dog. A dog is a part of a family. Sure. But we are, we as an audience know that dog is not. No, there's a no. Dog anymore. After
0: everything you've seen, you really think yeah. That but, but, dog but he is? doesn't know that. Yeah.
1: Sadly, we go from that point of view. Okay, well he's trying to save his dog. Yeah. Into, but, you know, but he just gets taken. He, like, he's, he's, he's
0: he's a really blank character. Like yeah, but,
1: he's a blank slate. Like it's nothing special. But like you know, stoner kid. That
0: maybe that's why. Like he's maybe that's what he's acting as. I'm I a stoner. Know, but that's all I am. Um, but so everyone kind of deteriorates and, and goes mad in their own way the way that nick cage the choices he makes as an actor yeah i disagree with the, the, so there's a point after he after him and the and the mom get back from the hospital and they see that shit has kind of started going downhill at the farm yeah. they're yeah. of course yelling at their kids why would you like your, your younger brother. Play, yeah, yeah. and, and he starts adapting this tone of voice, which is almost like, you I started James, why? like, it's almost a, like a bad Donald Trump impression. Like, it, it was, yeah, Okay, I maybe you fuck off, or maybe I'll do you a favor, or I'll we'll leave them on to fuck off. Like, yeah, what? it was very weird. Yeah, because what I love is, like,
1: when Benny's like, is Dan acting weird to you? I'm like, it's just the cage. Like, I don't have to say that. It's just the cage. He's, just, he's going full in the cage right now. It's weird. Yeah, it's a weird voice he does. But he, it, it harkens back, like I said, to his vampire's kiss. Role where he's like A B C like and and to me I'm, like, a I'm a vampire I'm a vampire which I think is actually a very good film but <laughs> but you know but yeah I don't want to stand like and I love the guy and I don't get me wrong I find it to be a funny performance but it's not supposed to be and,
0: and I, I was reminded of of my big complaint from Reanimator where sort of like right. you go from this serious like horrific thing to kind of like the slapstick movie you're like oh look at this headless body running into things like it, right. it, yeah it, it took away for me in a bad way i know what you're saying um because he like at one point he's like okay maybe i'll be the one to fuck off instead so then all of a sudden kind of like being remorseful like well i'm not winning any dad of the year awards." then he's kind of like honey no it's like what you're like yeah. really making some weird choices yeah. here yeah
1: like and but but here's the thing do you just blame him or like i mean that's also on richard stanley it's true yeah i mean or at the same time like does richard stanley go well I have Nick Cage, and I kind of know what Nick Cage is. Mm-hmm. Do I just go with it? Do I just go with that completely, where I just go, okay, Nick Cage is going to be Nick Cage,
0: and i got to live with that. <laughs> yeah, Cage be Cage, I guess. Well, and yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Stanley's the one who decides, like, cut. Good, we're yeah. going to go with that, or right. try it instead, or this is the one, I don't know, maybe he didn't get final cut on this, but like, he's the one yeah. who decides what's going to go in. So sure, I mean, he's, he's just as culpable as, as Cage is, but there's just some... Either way, at some point Cage is like, "I'm gonna try this," yeah. or maybe Stanley's like, "Why don't you try this?" And at some point they're like, "This is the one we're. This is the take we're using." Right. And I just don't understand why.
1: You know? what, Yeah. It almost feels like he's also a roller coaster in <laughs> a roller coaster.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and and I think based on once again sensory overload, so much overload. Right. I get the sense that like Stanley encouraged that or liked that or, or that played into what he was wanting to do with the tone of the movie, and, it, right. and I just didn't love the tone of the movie. Yeah. Basically, I, yeah,
1: it when it and like I said, like I said, I'm a fan of Cage, but it, it it does take away. Like if you're looking for straight up, you know, horrific, you know, when the the horror is there, the horror there, but it's mm. certain things that you go, you kind of go. Not the best choice.
0: Because there's some parts in the script which kind of seem... They, they don't happen because it makes sense to the film, other than, like, well, we have to kind of get things going here. Right. And one we've already mentioned, like, when Benny just kind of climbs into the well to try and find the dog. It right. doesn't make sense. He hasn't developed any type of, or we haven't seen that much of a connection between him and the dog before. Just
1: one scene when he's just petting him left, left before the film yeah. comes down.
0: But we just, we need to get rid of Benny, basically. Like, right. well, we need to, to, to increase the body, and the body count. And then there's another one where what initially fuses is once again, oh, yeah. a horrific fish, and the, the mom with the young son is like, the color just sort of blasts them. Well, yeah, from the alpacas.
1: Because, yeah. like, like, Benny, but then that's the weird thing. Benny's walking with Jack, but then ultimately the mother has to come out there, and then Benny somehow doesn't get affected
0: because he he's yeah. running away, and then Jack gets pulled by them It's very odd. And, and I know that there's no rules for what the color does and how it affects things no. like in the story, and it varies from film to film. But this one just kind of like the, the the its own rules didn't seem to really kind of make sense as of what is it capable of or what's it doing. Like right. uh sure, rotting the crops and affecting the animals, like yeah, but then also sometimes it sort of had this ability to kind of like reach out and physically affect people and yes. sometimes it would just sort of seep in it was it was very Yeah, seep in the water like
1: it was in the water of course, but mm-hmm. then also like you said, it blasts too. But also like kind of
0: Changes time and like makes you. Want yeah, to, uh, it, yeah it's weird, weird. it was quite strange, and apparently also. <laughs> now, let me get your opinion on this. Near the end, right before the color kind of blasts back up into space, yeah, there's this weird oh. connection between Ward and Lavinia. Lavinia. Yes, it shows you a place, and, and it kind of shows you this like place, which we're get. Uh, I'm guessing was supposed to be the planet where it came from. Yes, but why, like? I think that's just to show, like, there's more to it than just, like, I mean,
1: I think that's Stanley going, yes, this is a bigger world, like, mm-hmm. like, like, I want to go into this sandbox. I think that's almost like, let's have fun with it, as opposed to, like, you don't know where, like, well, here's a little glimpse, and that's it. Like, who the hell knows where that is?
0: Is that where the old ones, like, are, like? Well, and that's what I was thinking, right? like, because it kind of, you, you the camera kind of goes across you this like this thing alien like... landscape and then it kind of comes out yeah there's like this tentacle thing yeah. kind of going in and out and then it kind of pans up to this mountain. Yes. I thought we were gonna I thought we were gonna see Cthulhu at the top of that mountain.
1: I thought so too and then I actually thought even at the very end when you saw the clouds I like thought mm-hmm. something I was trying to see in the clouds if there was something yeah. in which is kind of funny because then I've heard rumors, the well not even rumors, but
0: that movie underwater yeah. has a whole big it, uh, yeah, there's there's a very large underwater creature that, at least according to Wikipedia, the director designed Africa, which them. is
1: like insane to me. Like that's <laughs> movie, I did not expect anything. <laughs> no, not and at all. it's like, oh, look at that! Mm-hmm. Like got all these. Nuts,
0: not, yeah. not, a, not a terrible movie. Not a great movie. Not a terrible. movie but fun. Yeah, right? it was a fun. Yeah, that's that's all I watch sometimes mm-hmm. My fiance and I saw it the other day. Nice. Uh, yeah. A guy I went to college with was one of the screenwriters. Oh, wow, so really? I, wa- I wanted yeah. to see it. Nice. Kind oh. of, by the name of Brian Duffield. He's a real oh, solid Duffield. guy. I, yeah. I, I'm of it. yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was I was kind of expecting Cthulhu to be at the top of the mountain almost as though like Cthulhu was gonna be the Phantoms of this this Lovecraft like, Cinematic like,
1: Universe. Like a, yeah, like like stroking his like yeah, tentacle his beard. His beard. Like hmm, yes, good, good. <laughs> And that, yeah. <laughs> see me for what
0: I am. <laughs> but that, and, that, and that's like, as much as I would want that, there's also like, ah, but I don't because I don't want... Right, which I kind of gladly didn't yeah. show him. Like, just show this
1: world and you don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, and also then the implication becomes weird. Like, oh, so Cthulhu sent the color because then it adds motivation to this character we don't even know anything. Yeah. yeah, and, and then, then as we've talked about it, it kind of takes away from the hopelessness of the story because like, oh no, well, there was purpose behind this which is less interesting right. than just...
1: No, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like what I love... What I kind of love about Cabin in the Woods (laughs) is that it's alluding to the old ones. (laughs) And that they just want sacrifices. That's all they want. Like, just do the... sac, Do what we... we are not really even telling you to do it. Just do it every year or whatever it is. And if it's done, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. You're cool. But if it doesn't, you're fucked. (laughs) And I kind of like that ultimately... You're fucked and that's really all it explains. There's no real explanation. Mm-hmm. And ultimately that's why it almost works better than most Lovecraft adaptations like it kind of has that idea like yeah, it's just it's so ridiculous that These things that we can't even explain mm-hmm. and, like what is there, There's no motivation. Yeah, and like i and I kind of glad that there wasn't anything a motivation it's just thing came down and it came from this world and she sees what it is you know Mm -hmm. but ultimately she's part of it now yeah
0: she lives there Mm. and that's that's kind of it yeah I mean it it comes down fucks everything up and then leaves and it's like well right that sucks like is it going to jump on another world or is it just going to you know there there was one thing I forgot about was that the, the the way that this film also visually hints at or implies or slowly builds the fact that things are being corrupted it starts out you know the, the wife sees like a, uh, or Nick Cage sees the flower he's like did you plant that yeah, and he's like no and it's this red like and, and I think it was shot digitally but I was, remi- I was really thinking like I wonder if they shot this on film because I know You ever seen What Dreams May Come? The Robin Williams film from like '98. Yeah. Uh, The director shot that on a film stock. I think it was called Vectachrome, That was a nature film stock. Oh right. And it was specifically used because it made like purples and pinks like really pop. Huh. And I was reminded of that because like the you know the greens are green and like all their colors are there, but the reds and the pinks like they really pop in this movie. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're like really bright. And so he points out that one. And it's only kind of one, but then there's just a whole lot of shots of like jacking out in the yard, and they're fucking everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. They sprouted up everywhere. Yeah, there, there's there's no close ups of them. They just are there. And it's almost as though, kind of like, well, this is just their life now.
1: Well, yeah, and that's like when when we see Nick Cage going to the, the barn, the whole the background is everything. Yeah, everything now. And it's like the, the the trees are just filled with these flowers, yeah. and like it's taken over. Like, there's nothing they can do now.
0: And, and I also like, too, that when he's being, when Nick Cage is being interviewed by the news, he's like, well, this thing came down, it was sort of, like, pink, but then you see him pause, like, well, I don't really know if I could describe what kind of color it was. Yeah, like, I I don't, yeah. Like, and, and then later on, when you see Ward in the woods, the, the flat, and he's, like, got this flashlight, and kind of, like, there's this glimmer. You know, anyone who kind of grew up in the suburbs, or, or James, I'm sure, even in New York, where there's yeah, a bunch yeah. of cars, like... Whenever it rains, you just kind of see, like, gasoline. Yeah. Gasoline, It's got yes. this, like, weird that's rainbow, kind and of, that's kind of what it is. Yeah,
1: like that That weird, yeah, like, shiny, glistening, and only from a certain point of view. Yeah.
0: What's and I kind of, yeah, I kind
1: of like that. Where It's almost, funny enough, it's almost, it almost reminds me of, like, the Predator. Like, like how, yeah, like, mm-hmm. kind of see, you know, but it glimmers for a moment, then, like, kind of trickles, and, yeah, like, wait a second, did I see something there? Or, And that's how he's, you know, I kind of like that when he's, what the hell am I seeing? And then yeah. it's like
0: looking down, like I can't, like can't be. Like it, it, it was, it was interesting. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's sort of like there was a lot of good stuff, but it's just tonally it was kind of mixed to me in sort of a little, like a, a disorienting sort of way. Not as mixed
1: as something like The Curse. No. I mean, that's you know. But I think there's enough good
0: that you know. Of course, I'd recommend this one. I, I would be. I would be curious to hear from people who have not read Lovecraft or weren't sure like how what they would respond to this movie. Well it's getting a lot of great reviews. Yeah it is. Like really good reviews Mm -hmm. but I'm like surprised actually like I'm so surprised that it's only playing in one theater in all of New York City which is really strange but.
1: I know like I don't it's it's weird I mean it happens though like with certain films I mean who knows all the screenings I think this weekend have sold out. Yeah, yeah, Yeah 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 absolutely. So if that's the case Maybe it has got legs. might advance here, then, Mm -hmm. like, maybe they're just testing it out. Because they did that with Mandy. Mandy was very small, and then they expanded a little bit more just to, you know, they don't want to, and I understand, because nowadays you don't want to put it out in too many theaters, and then it bombs right away. Yeah. And then then they pull it right away. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is a shame, you know. Well, and and I mean, apples to oranges, but, like, Parasite came out in October. It's still playing in theaters now. So, yeah, it's still playing here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Booksmart is still playing here, so... It's crazy, like, how certain films are just...
1: And that's, like, to me, that's... Growing up, that's how films were. Yeah. Movies would be in theaters for like four months, six months sometimes. That's rare now. Like, yeah, no, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Nowadays, it's like, oh, no, well, okay, it didn't make... It made its money back in a month, okay, take it out, we'll put it in, in on... Blu-ray in a month. After that, you know what? I remember when it took. I remember when it was a big deal when Terminator Two came out on VHS. That was a big deal. I was like, holy shit, it's out already. Yes, it was a year later. That was a big deal. A year after it came out, I'm
0: like, what? Yeah. Nowadays, people don't realize how good we have it. You know, it's like we have it too good now, too. We do. we do. We we say in the midst of the Alamo Draft House, like our favorite theater in the entire city. But I know. Um, I guess so. As a as a wrap up. Uh, we've watched three adaptations of this yes, so far in which order would you rank them it's probably not going to be that much of a surprise but... no no I mean even
1: though I enjoyed this one I I'd stay, as adaptation wise Wan Vu's is number one <laughs> Stanley's number two The Curse number 150 <laughs> um, because there has to be some other better ones even shorts you know that are better
0: yeah I'm, I, I would say yeah Juan Vu's still number one, which yeah. is, I mean, good That's for him, telling. man. Yeah. yeah, and he hasn't made a movie since. Like, maybe, it'll, it'll be maybe thirty like years like yeah. Stanley. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, uh, hopefully he'll make another film. Yeah,
0: Juan Vu's number one. Uh, Richard Stanley's number two. Uh, Getting cavities <laughs> filled, number three, and then the curse at number four. I'd say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, once again, uh, we were recording this at a. Alamo Draft House in downtown Brooklyn. I want to thank them. For yeah, no, this, this us was this was super. This was sure super. It. We we wanted to do it in a House of Wax. Um, like, they, they they said it just wasn't possible. And I mean, based on the the ruckus which is coming here, it's probably a good idea. And am to be honest, like it's probably
1: be too loud in it because yeah, I've been yeah. in there just to have a beer, and it's like it's, yeah. sometimes a little too loud. You can even hear people talking. Yeah. So it'd probably be like it would probably sound like Nick Cage
0: on the phone in this movie, <laughs> like scre- right? a lot of static and screaming. I'll kill you, like. Yeah. <laughs> Or I would have gone home to listen to him and, like, James, we gotta do this again. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not doing this. But no, no. No, th- this, is, this is great. I used to come here all the time when I lived in Brooklyn. This is my first time back here since I moved. But I mean, yeah. hell, if you've never been here, come on down. Oh, I, definitely. I, I live in Washington Heights. It's high up on the A, right down to J Street, and it's like yeah. a five minute walk from there. So it's, yeah. th- you really have no issues. It's a wonderful place. So thank you so much again, yeah. uh, no. Alamo Draft Host, for letting like us be here. But uh, you can always shoot us an email at, uh, what is it? Um, MoviesOfMadness at madness I'm Nolan Fixes Teeth on Twitter. James is Fistful of Media. Yeah. Um, and uh, James mentioned this uh, article that Richard Stanley was talking yeah. about. Uh, I believe it's something called like "Can You Tell a Lovecraft Story Without All the Hatred?" Yeah. Um, I'll link to that on our Facebook page. But um, I guess we should talk about what we're doing next. So yeah, yeah we were we were kind of quickly talking about it. Yeah. So I think
1: I think we should go. Yeah. So
0: um, just as uh, just as we made January Colorado Space Month next month for. February, not March. February is next month. I should know that it's my birthday. Right. Um, We're going to do the Dunwich Horror, uh, and there's two films that we can watch. There's the 1970s one and a 2009 version. Both of them have Dean Stockwell, which is amazing, in different roles. Uh, But we're next time we're going to do the uh, the 1970s version, which uh, uh, has Dean Stockwell. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, No, it should be a good one. So, Um, anything else? Any final thoughts, James? I think mean,
1: that's about it. No, yeah, I think
0: it's that's about it. So
1: yeah, let's just finish our water. You know, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't uh, corrupt us. Freak. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we don't get fused when we leave.
0: you know? Um, <laughs> if something happens though, like Facetime me. Like I want to watch what's happening to you. Oh yeah, right? as as you're. I'll oh, definitely. If my eyes start turning purple and pink <laughs> and
1: I, I explode, like if I start cutting my body up, like, I'll, I'll 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 definitely Facetime you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and I think uh, yeah. So um, that's that's been uh, the color of space. Hopefully, we'll, we'll never talk about this uh, ever again. I think there is one more adaptation out there somewhere, but Is there, oh, I, I, I think I so. There but, a few shorts. Okay, maybe that's what I was talking yeah. about. But well, but that'll be years. Listen, we gotta we gotta we gotta give it a rest. Yeah, <laughs> <for> we do. do. And this this was a good note to end it on. I think definitely. so. No, definitely. Um, but yeah. Next time, for next month, we'll be uh, talking about um, the Dalmator. But in the meantime, we'll be uh, waiting and dreaming with Dead Cthulhu in his house in Relia.